This is Self Life Love with Dr. K. Happy April. So they say April brings showers, May brings flowers. <laughs> yeah, but you know, April really is about Easter. And I wanted to talk a little bit about spirituality, the meaning of Easter and the importance and the impact of coming as you are. Most people don't know that I was a servant in the church at one time, and I was in church very, very thick. I was in the thick of it. I was executive director of the counseling ministry. I praise dance, which I still to this day absolutely love. I was a member of the choir. I would fast and engage in like 20 day fasts and fasting all throughout the year. I was praying every day. I wasn't smoking, drinking, having intimate relationships, listening to gospel music, worship music, no secular music. I wasn't watching like rated R movies. Like I really was in the thick of it. No, I was not in a cult. No, I wasn't forced to do anything. And no, I wasn't crazy. But what I was, was a chaser of God. I was pursuing this greater purpose, this greater being and presence inside of me. And I had a thirst and a hunger for God's love. I wanted to seek truth. I wanted to seek who he was so that he could turn my life around. I grew up in the church and it was really hard for me to sit in church. My mom will even tell you. It was really hard for me. I was extremely bored. I just didn't want to pay attention at all. I mean, I didn't understand it. I I just thought that I was just sitting there listening to someone talk. And to me, it felt like school because I didn't have that connection. I was missing the, the missing link. I wasn't able to connect the dots. Um, And so that kind of is the point when you have an inability to have a relationship with God or your higher being. For me, it's going to be God. So you're going to hear me refer to God. No, I do not judge. I am not in the business of doing that. And you believe what you want to believe. Um, I am not in the business of questioning anyone's worldview or their value system or what keeps them going. But I know that we need to connect with something because when you continue to live day in and day out without a link to life and a link to your greater purpose, your greater being, your greater presence, your greater existence, you are going to be voided. You're going to be voided out. There's going to be something that you are missing and something that could really bring beauty, a lot of beauty into your life if you don't connect with it. And so someone needs to hear this. It's on my heart. And I want you to know the path that I took so that you can know that I have the competence to talk about spirituality. Because like I said, most people don't know that side of me. Back at my old church, Believer's Temple Fellowship, I was a praise dancer. When I praised, I praised. And I praised the Lord for who he was in me. And when I praised dance, you could see it. People told me I was the dancer. 
And when a couple people said the dancer, it just made me feel so good because when I was dancing for God, I was dancing for the relationship that I had with him. And so what people would see as I was lifting my arms and and doing splits with my, my legs and high kicks and just, I had all this energy, all this adrenaline. It was God. It was me dancing in his presence. I was in the spirit. And being in the spirit is something that it's hard to explain, but it is a process. It is not something that comes overnight. And when I said I was thirsty for it and I had a hunger for it, it took a long time for me to get where I am today. And through all of that, I never quit. I grew weary, but I never fainted because I wanted more. I wanted to seek who he was. I recently watched the Ten Commandments every Easter. You know, it comes on TV and I watch it all the time. I mean, it's really long, four hours. And of course, it's about the story of Moses. And each of us have our own story of how we see God. And so when I look at Moses, I look at someone that could be me or someone that could be you because God uses all of us. He said many are called and few are chosen. When he chooses you, he chooses you to bring his people to him. He chooses you to glorify and magnify his holy precious name. He chooses you so you can be a vessel and speak his word of truth and bring other people into the kingdom, which is what he's doing right here, right now to me. And this is nothing new to me, you guys. I've been prophesied for years that I have a ministry inside of me. What I have to do, though, is make sure that I am ready and I am prepared to fulfill that certain path. Because back when I was doing my thing, you know, in the church and avoiding anything secular was because I was a servant of God and I didn't want to be bloody. I didn't want to be too dirty because I knew the anointing that people would see on me. I had a responsibility to them. So I had to make sure I was pure. I had to make sure I was clean. I had to make sure I was holy, but I had to make sure that I was honest and I was authentic and I did not let them, you know, think that I was even perfect. I always come and I tell you, I tell anyone, I am so imperfect. But what I want you to know is that God can use you even in your imperfection, even when you're dirty, he can use you. I mean, if you're dirty, okay, that you've done some things. We were born into sin. So things that we do can be sinful, and even when you love the Lord, you can still sin. But the only difference is you are convicted. You feel bad and he will tell you. He will convict you. He will shake your spirit until you get it straight. And then you have to say, okay, God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Cleanse me, Lord. And because you are saved, he will do so. He will do what you ask. But you will be convicted. You know when things are right or wrong. Even when you're not saved, we know when things are right or wrong. My children know when things are right or wrong. My two-year-old knows when things are right or wrong. We were born to know right from wrong, but we were also born into sin. And we were also born into a lot of external factors that we have no control over, that we have to choose every day. We have to make a good, ethical, rational choice and to make sure that we don't make the wrong choice because we can. And you know how easy it is. 
but God can still use you even through your imperfections. Even when you make the wrong decision, God can still use you. And he will. Just like Moses, a man born as a slave, was about to sit on the throne. But once he reconnected back with his mother and he accepted who who he was, the child of a Hebrew slave, he accepted who he was. He accepted that identity, but yet he never stopped quenching his thirst and his hunger for God. He wanted to seek God's face. They say you seek his face, you will not live. (laughs) How do you think he was talking to a fiery bush? I mean, he probably sounded quite crazy. But you know what? Things like that do happen. I'm not saying I saw a bush on fire, but God will speak to you. He'll send you reminders. He'll send you signs. I've had countless signs and I know that angels surround me. You know, I, I, there's just so many stories and I'm sure that I can share little by little. A lot of them are just precious to me. But when I tell you, that God talks and he speaks to you and he guides you and you gain the spiritual discernment. He speaks to you. But first you have to seek him so that he can find you. And that's the pursuit that you have to do. You have to do the work. Don't wait until you are perfect because you'll never get there. Don't think that you have to be clean in order to praise him because you never will be. Don't think that you have to say, I'm sorry, Lord. And, you know, you're unsure of it because you do. If you're convicted or if you've done something, say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. But first you have to think of his importance, which means the first step is to get to know him, get to know God, get to know that higher being, get to know that missing link. Because that is your life support. That is your connection to a sense of spirituality and existence and presence. You'll mean something in this world. You'll be a better person, a better individual. You'll have empathy and compassion. Again, you're going to make some mistakes. Don't think just because you say, Lord, (laughs) I want to get to know you. It's going to be easy because that's when things really get hard. I've had to lose people in my life. I've had to hear things about me thinking I was better because of the favor that was been given to me and the provision of over my life that has been granted or just me not caring about certain things because God carries my burdens. And so some things I'll go through the process and then I'm, I'm wiped clean of it because I give it to God and I, I no longer care about it because he said, cast your burdens upon him. And I do. I pray to God. I think about God every single day. There is not a day that goes by that I don't think about God. I don't think about his goodness. I don't think about how good he's been to me, how he never turned his back on me even when I turn my back on myself. I never forget everything that he's brought me through when I thought that I had nobody, especially losing my father. That was the worst pain. That shook my entire world. I remember when I found out my whole world turned gray. Like my my 
eyesight like was like black and white the, the world stopped that's how traumatized I was when my father passed and that was the only time I questioned God because I was mad at him I was just mad I was torn I was heartbroken I was crushed I was crushed it was so unexpected and I'm a daddy's girl and I loved him I love him I love him And so for God to take him from me before he could walk me down the aisle, before he could see my children, I was upset. I was upset. I didn't get to know him like I wanted to. And even when my dad was here, I didn't spend time with him like I should have because I was so busy living my busy life. And I miss that. But I know that my dad surrounds me and he smiles upon me every day and he lives through my children. I get to see and feel my father every day. And so I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for my memories. I'm thankful for my pictures. I'm even thankful for my Cabbage Patch doll that my my father gave me at, at age eight. The little things that matter, I'm thankful for. And I'm grateful that I can even understand the meaning of love, of a father's love. Understand the meaning of just giving your time. Just being a part of someone else's heart, I'm grateful for that so when God uses you he used Moses Moses was a murderer he still used him and thou shalt not murder is one of the Ten Commandments but yet he still used Moses Moses never quit and he also had to walk alone and walking alone in your purpose can be a very lonely place it can be a quiet place it can be a very still place I'm gonna tell you there's not much going on when you're walking in purpose, there is nothing going on. I mean, I was very lonely during that time, but you know what filled me up was God. Because remember, I had a thirst and a hunger for Him. But yet, I still wasn't perfect. So even now, even though I'm not serving in the church, I still praise dance around the house. I still sing and I worship and I praise and I watch, you know, uh, shows those gospel shows, the teachings of the word. I'm still connected. I'll always be connected. Once he chooses you, he doesn't let you go. He almost chases you. I mean, you could go astray and he's still like right there waiting on you with his feet up. Like, okay, whenever you're ready to come back, I'm just sitting here watching you because I know what you're going to do before you even do it. That's the relationship I have with with God. And it's really funny. I talk to him all the time. And I'm like, God, you know that I have a temperament. You know that, you know, some of my thoughts might not be the thoughts that you want me to think. Or I may do things that you don't want me to do. Or I've done things that you didn't want me to do. But yet you knew that I was going to do them anyway. And yet you still chose me. Yet you still used me. Yet I am still your vessel to speak the word. Because that is what I'm doing at this very moment. Is I am speaking the word. I'm speaking his word to you. To you. I know this is my ministry. I've had people cry and shed tears when I speak. I know that I have a love for God. I'm the first to stand up and the last to sit down. I've ran around the church. I give tithes. I don't give anybody less than a 20. If I'm rolling, you know, in the streets and I see someone, a homeless, if I have food, I'm going to give you food. I don't give anyone less than a 20. And if I have anything in my wallet, I'm giving them everything. You know why? Because God has been so good to me. He has been so faithful to me. I don't want for anything. And I don't even have to have anything. As long as I have God's love, that is the only thing I'm concerned about. So when I think of of Easter, 
I think of how good God was to me. I think about Jesus because I believe in Jesus. But I believe in God. And I know that he is this glorious presence that we can't even, he's just so omnipresent to where we can't, there, is, there are no words to describe how powerful and how beautiful he is. His beauty reigns forever. It's an infinite beauty, an infinite presence. And when he anoints you and when he puts his, his oil over you and over your life and over your children's life, over your husband's life, when he turns something into a positive like cancer and anything else, you praise him. You praise him. For my husband to go to stage four cancer to stage zero in eight months, I am praising God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am grateful for everything that he has given me and my family. And he knows that I am a faithful and a loyal servant. Because I'm not ashamed. My words are coming so clear right now. Because I'm not ashamed of what he's done for me. And I know that my my ministry lies before me. I don't know what it'll look like. And hopefully I'm still alive to see it. But my kids will know. I promise you they will know that their mommy had something. That God was with her the entire time. And that is the beauty of him. Is that my children will know. So that little girl who was born in church has become a a beautiful vessel and a woman of God and a woman who loves the Lord and continues to thirst and hunger for his presence. That's what that little girl turned into. So if he can use Moses, who was a murderer, he can sure enough use you. He can use me and take it one day at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself. Again, come as you are. He said, come as you are. Dirty as you are. Come as you are. Don't worry about being a Christian. Don't worry about the label. We don't do labels. We do spirituality. It's about what you feel inside. And when you do something wrong, be accountable. Know that a sin is a sin. And don't waver on that. Be accountable for those imperfections and continue to strive towards being the perfect Christian that he is. Although we'll never get there. But he loves someone who tries. He loves it. Because he knows that's all we can do is try. And as long as we have a a recognition and an acknowledgement of the importance of trying, then that's all that matters. Because when you love the Lord... All you do, you spend your life trying. You do. You spend your life taking each step of your purpose. And whatever that journey looks like, you go. And you know because of your spirit. Your spirit is your compass. Your spiritual discernment will uh, will allow you, it would help and support you make good decisions. Spiritual discernment. And the terms that I'm speaking, you can look them up and research them for yourself because he said, study thyself to be approved. Study the word of God. Study the words that are in there. Study the relationships that each vessel had 
from Moses to Job. They were just vessels of God, just like you and me. We have our own chapter of the Bible because when God uses you, we have our own path. We have our own set of footprints and he uses us all in different ways. Our path is very unique. I'm excited about what God has in store for me because he knows that I'm dirty. So when I can work in the trenches and bring people to him that lived like me, that know me, and people that don't know me, that just trust me. I'm grateful because I love talking about God. I love talking about the Lord. And there was a time when that's all I did. That was my life, my entire life. It was a lonely life, but God was all that I needed. And even though my life is a little bit busy now, God is still all that I need. So I just wanted to talk about the spirit and what that really means. In the spirit. But it's your spirit. It is your own unique relationship. Whether you get baptized or just begin to open the Bible. Maybe you need to just buy one and read a page or two a day. You can start somewhere. I promise you, you won't regret it. If you know me, trust me. Because this has brought so much beauty into my life. It's not going to perfect your life. But it'll do a whole lot of good for it. And it'll armor you when trials and tribulations come your way. Because they will. And you'll continue to get upset or be sad. Or things will still keep going. Life still keeps going. Life still keeps changing. So don't think just because you come into the kingdom of God that everything's going to be perfect. Because that's where we fool ourselves. It's not. But it becomes a whole lot better. So enjoy your steps, mark your footprint, and build your your legacy and your presence. Get to know who you are. Connect with your existence. You're here for a reason, and only you can can explore that and, and figure out what that is. Life is good. God is good. This is Self Life Love with Dr. K. Ta da!